Hello guys, it's Jordan Phillip, your host of It's All Correlated. I know I've been gone for a long time, and uh, I just want to do some quick housekeeping and updates on the podcast. So, I've been uh, going through a move. Um, if you don't know, I lived in the UK um, for about three years due to the military, and then I recently moved to Texas. So, with that time, I pretty much didn't have time to, you know, do shows or get interviews set up because of the move. There's too much going on, but I'm somewhat settled. I'm not happy about it. It's too hot here. I miss Europe, but here I am. Um, also, I want to go over the future direction of the podcast. Uh, the episode you're about to watch after this quick little housekeeping note, it's uh, probably going to be one of my last um, interviews with like small business owners or um, individuals who I guess run a business. Uh, originally, when I started the podcast, I wanted to go over more macroeconomic stuff, um, stuff like inflation and housing and uh, investing as well, right? Um, also, more geopolitical issues such as like China, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine, etc., and cover more of a global scale of stuff that affects most people, not just interviews with, you know, small businesses, which I might do from time to time, but that wasn't my intentional goal with the podcast. Um, I might even also do some abstract ideas. I would tell you, but I haven't thought of it yet. So pretty much this podcast is might be grand scheme stuff and then the occasional whatever I thought of when I like was in the shower and I was like, wow, that'd be great. Um, I would like to upload once a week. Will I hold myself to it? I don't know. But if I do, then cool. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, and thank you for watching. Thank you for being my one and only listener, maybe two. Whoever you are, you know who you are. And I thank you. Welcome to Is All Correlated. I'm your host, Jordan Phillip, and I have with me today, Stanley. Yeah. Episode up. 7. Been a while, but we're back. How you been? Been good. Been good. Just working. You know, staying busy. How you been? Yeah, I see. Good. Um, Just moved to America. Well, back to America mm-hmm. uh, after seven years. So it's kind of weird, but here we are, you know. So you've been on a world tour. Yeah, a little world tour. Um, Japan, Korea, the UK, mm-hmm. and now Texas. So, but yeah, that, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done after this. I'm staying in, in America probably. So Yeah, I feel you. So after high school, what did you do? What after led high you school, on your serial entrepreneurial journey? So after high school, I actually graduated late, like two years late. I graduated, I was supposed to graduate 2016. I graduated 2018. Uh, but in the midst of that, I was just working a regular nine to five, doing like security work here and there. So um, I just was doing that. And finally, I decided my company called Lou Rags and it took off from there. How did the idea for Lou Rags come up? 
Um, so I had, I had waves, and I received two gifts, which were do-rags. I was just bored in my room, so I took those do-rags apart, and I went to my local fabric store, bought some fabric, bought a sewing machine, and I just started handcrafting do-rags in my room. So that's where Lurag started. And so I actually started with Lurag. Yeah, I was making every order with the sewing machine. I had and, fabric everywhere. And what was the startup cost? And like, how long did it take you to make each do like each do rag? Startup cost. So, if I remember, because I don't even make do rags no more, I learned how to what you call it expand. So startup cost, I will buy fabric. It was about $14 a yard, which is expensive, which is crazy. Can't believe I was paying that much. Started with $14 a yard. Out of that yard, I could probably make about four do-rags, which I would sell at about $20. So I was making my $80 out of that yard just by spending the $14 a yard. And was the volume initially crazy or was it manageable? Like, okay, you get like two, three orders a week or how was that volume when you started? Um, at first, I think I was making like, I was getting maybe one order a week. We started out really slow, I'm not going to lie. Started mm-hmm. out slow and I finally kept progressing after the months went by. I remember looking at my monthly um payroll and I just seen it kept going up. So it started slow, but eventually, you know, got kind of busy. Right. And mm-hmm. I think made that take off because I think I started seeing you at like 300 followers, 200 followers. But now it's like 30,000 mm-hmm. followers on your Lurag thing. So yeah, I got how did you market it? Yeah. How did you market um, it to get to that level? Uh, to be honest, it just took off. I was just dropping things that nobody else had. Like, nobody had the prints I had. So I feel like that's what made it take off. And I also started running Instagram ads and also dropping the reels and everything. So I feel like that's what made it take off. It's just constantly on. Yeah, I saw you. I think every day went by, I saw a Lurag, like, story, mm-hmm. reel. Started getting models. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you I went into. I was also telling people to tag me and everything. Yeah. Then you went into clothing afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. To Legacy rock legacy rocks yeah that started legacy after rock. the um lurag like you rolled the profits over or yeah i rolled the profits over i started after the lurags because my dream was to always have a a clothing brand mm-hmm. so once i started to make enough money to roll the profits over i started the clothing brand legacy rocks apparel and what does that name mean why'd you call it legacy rocks called legacy rocks because your legacy matters like what legacy are you gonna leave before you die so your legacy rocks, basically. Feel that? Yeah. So what what year was the legacy rocks? I started legacy rocks. That? Started legacy rocks around twenty twenty, either twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Was it because of like COVID? Like you were stuck in the house, or you just you already had it planned out from like? No, I didn't have it planned out. I started I started Lou Rags during not during COVID but in the midst of COVID. I started Lou Rags. And then same so, thing, you were just sewing by hand for these shirts or you already started outsourcing by that point? 
during COVID, I was sewing by hand and I started to outsource just a little bit. Okay. But my initial takeoff was when I started selling turbans. That's what made the brand really take off. Oh, yeah, I saw that. really hot. Yeah, those are dope. I would get it, but I'm not a serious waiver. Like, I wear my do-rag probably. Yeah. I don't like wearing wearing stuff on my head, which is crazy. The The most I'll wear is a hat. Well, unless really? I got short hair and waves, I wear do rag, but I don't really do anything. Yeah, you inspired me to cut my own hair. I think you had a YouTube video where you're just like, mm-hmm. if you're not a well, I don't cut my own hair yet. I want to cut my own hair. You was like, if you're yeah. not cut your own hair, if you're not a man or something. I don't know, whatever you said. I was like, dang, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> no, I said <laughs> I like, real. I said real men knows how to groom themselves. That's what yeah, I said. that's what you said, and then you was giving yourself like a fade or something. I was like, mm-hmm. dang, I started doing that. I haven't yeah, tried it yet because I feel like if I mess up, I can't go to work. Well, it all depends. If you got long hair like me, you can always mess up sides because it's short. It's going to grow back. But once mm-hmm. you touch this, you can't fix this. So I was growing my hair out. If I mess up, I mess up. We, we ain't in high school no more where they fire you up. So I don't really care if I mess up. <laughs> yeah. So I been... I had to... I had to wear a headband in high school once because I had a I crazy haircut. I had to put a headband on, mm-hmm. and they fired me up for that. So, yeah, we not high school no more. No, I care what other people think about me anyway. Let me try. So, um, it's been it's been like a year and two months since I've been to the barber. Dang, probably saves you because right now haircuts like fifty dollars a haircut and they're mid. All right, so, yo, I heard they're going up. They about to be a hundred soon. Yeah, it's like braids now. I'm telling my homeboy. Yeah, save me time and money. Yeah, I'm trying to grow it out a little bit. Start getting some low tapers. I'll be mm-hmm. straight. I'll be straight. It'll work out. But going back to what you're saying, you don't care about what people say. Do you think that propelled you? Because a lot of people don't start a business or take a initial leap. So, like, I guess mm-hmm. what what made you like not be fearful of uh, just taking that? jump into starting your own business and not, now not to get where you're at. Not gonna lie, you're gonna be fearful at first. It's something that you're gonna overcome after time goes on. Um people get, you know, afraid of starting new businesses like, oh, what is somebody else gonna think? But it's something that you grow up on. So if you first start something you might be a little scared. Just gotta stay strong, keep going at it. Yep. That's what, what I about- about it. Over saturation, because I know some people don't want to start a business in like clothing or do mm-hmm. well, do rags over saturated. But you know, it's like starting a bread company. It's like a thousand bread companies. But what made you like? You know what? Yeah. My company is gonna be good. Over saturation is true. That's what I tell my homeboys if they try to start a business. Like some 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 ideas are not worth it. But to do something that everybody else has, I would say just make it different in some way. Like, remember how I told you I was selling my do-rags, but my designs were different and nobody else had them? Do something right. like that. So stand out. Stand out, basically, if you want to do something everybody else is doing. And do you have plans of starting your own store, like a little storefront with your uh, Lou Rags and Legacy Rock, or um, you're going to keep it online? With Lou Rags, no. I'm going to keep Lou Rags online. But for the clothing brand in the future, I like to start up a like a little storefront. Where at? 
Uh, I'm I not did. really sure yet. I'm I'm still I'm still working on Legacy Rocks. Yeah. To be honest with you. So um, I'm not too sure about that. I haven't really thought about that yet. That's in like the future planning. Yeah. I know it's gonna be Would in you... Florida though. Okay. But do you have like a dream yeah. spot? Like, oh, I want it in Coral Springs or Fort Lauderdale or Miami or somewhere. Maybe maybe Miami. Miami's pretty hot. Yeah. I feel, like leaves, I feel like everyone just leaves Broward, man. I was yeah. saying, if I had like a little business, a coffee shop, mm-hmm. I'll set up in Cold Springs. Got to keep it home. They got a coffee shop on my house, actually. It's pretty good. You're in Springs. You bought a house in Springs? Yeah, I bought a house in Springs. Dang. How was that? It was a it was a different experience. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed it. I bought it last year, September, when I was 24. Congrats. It hasn't been it. Thank you. It's going to be a year. September's next month, right? Yep. It's going to be a year next month. I got to check on my phone. Maybe I'll throw a party or something. Look, yeah. it. It's going to be a year yeah. soon, but it was, yeah, it that's was insane. A, it was an experience. Because housing is unaffordable, especially in South Florida. Oh, yeah. So, you got to be making a lot of money to buy a house in Florida. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think like a 1,100 square foot townhouse or apartment costs like 300 plus so mm-hmm. house people are like there, half a million plus <laughs> yeah so if you're out there making it shout out to you mm-hmm. it's a lot. so after your clothing um you went into catering right and cooking and stuff like yeah, that I, start, I started cooking business with my mom um okay. backyard cooking which is going really good right now yeah i saw you had dj mm-hmm. khaled or you catered for DJ Khaled or something like that? Or am I trying uh, to... He invited, us, he invited us to his golf tournament. Yeah. To um, sell food. Not, not sell food. Um, it was a charity event. So basically, we just asked for upfront price and he paid it. And we were there. He said that... he really wanted us to be there. So we made it happen. How did y'all even get in contact? Or how did you even know about you guys? Um. So he followed us on IG a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And his assistant hit us up about the golf tournament, so we was doing everything through her. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Yeah. And then you actually met him, everything and stuff like that. Met him, yeah. We met him. We met the Migos. We met uh, Odell. Um, oh, wow. Ja Rule. A whole bunch of celebrities. <laughs> it was pretty lit. Have they like expressed interest? Like, oh, yo, the suit's fire. I'm gonna hire you guys at my event next. Um, they showed interest and in everything. Uh, we gave our business cards, but they were, they were, they were pretty happy. We also got videos on our page of them, uh, reviewing the food and everything. Hey, so, it's dope experience. Yeah. So how did that start up though? Cause is your, like, are you the one that's cooking or is your mom the one that's cooking? It's both of us, but she's doing most of the cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm usually, I'm usually online doing the marketing answering emails, uh, getting contracts and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when did that start up? That started, I think it was 2020 we started. But we, we started catering from the house when we started. And then um, we got a smoke trailer. But her dream was to get a food truck ever since I was small. And uh, Mother's Day was coming up. I was like, you know, we started this cooking business, so 
I'm a I'm a body smoke chiller for her. We gonna we gonna start it from there. So Mother's Day came. Uh, shout out to Gabe. He helped me pick it up, and I got her to smoke chiller, and the business just leveled from there. Yeah. In the thought, process of getting the food trucks going. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you want to open up a storefront? Is that like for that, or just keep it a food truck? Oh no, we also want a restaurant, but you gotta you gotta crawl before you can walk. So yeah. we're gonna start with the food truck, then we're gonna get the restaurant. Okay. Do you, do you think you guys are better than Donna's or Despot? Oh, of course, of course. Number one Jamaican food in Florida. You sure you better than Donna's? Donna's kind of, you know. I promise you better than Donna's. I All right, we'll come you. down there in November. Come. Hit me up. I'll be here. <laughs> All right. I'll be here in November. Yeah. So when you're starting out, um, I feel like it's kind of difficult, at least from what I've seen before or in the past, of paying yourself and, I guess, being profitable in business and sorting through taxes. So how do you pay yourself? Myself, W-2. Um saves a little bit more on taxes every year. Um, you just got to do it the right way. Obviously, when you first start, you're not going to know how to do it the right way. That is a mistake I made. Uh, I suffered the consequences. I have to pay a lot in taxes. Yeah. But um, if you make a certain amount of money, I would say put yourself in an S corporation. I don't know, but you got to get a you got to get an accountant. She'll tell you yeah. what to do. But the amount of money you make, is a type of corporation you got to put your business in. Well, my business is corporation right now. So and what's the difference? Helps helps on during tax time. Go ahead. I don't hundred percent know that. I don't hundred percent know different. But um, all I know is once you make a certain amount of money, you got to keep transforming your business to an S corporation. Is a C corporation and all that. Yeah. I'm not an accountant, so I don't really give out legal information. <laughs> I'm still I'm still learning myself. Yeah. I would say I'm still learning the tax, the tax way. You can get a trust, put your business in the trust, a whole bunch of stuff. So why go S corp versus LLC, or is, is that what your accountant told you? No, um, no, it's still an LLC, okay. but it's also an S corporation. Okay. Yeah, she she told me once you make over about three million or something, then you transfer it to a. Uh, a C corporation or something like that, but that's down yeah. the road. They didn't go, they didn't yeah. go public on the uh, stock market, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned my lesson, though. <laughs> what happened? I should have put it in the... Uh, I took too long to put in the S corporation, mm-hmm. and I owed a lot in taxes. Dang. So, yeah, hit me hard. So now, like, you employ yourself, technically, right? Yeah, basically. So, like, you can, oh like, God. put money in your own retirement accounts and stuff like that, like a 401k and all that, or? Mm-hmm. You could also do that. So I, I, I pay myself monthly. I could pay myself every week, but I pay myself monthly, less less checks. Yep. Less headache, less stuff to yeah. go through during tax time. I feel like that's something that people don't yeah. think about. Like, okay, how do I pay myself now? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Once you start making a lot of money, you kind of forget about that. And you like, but it's not about how much money you can make; it's about how much money you can keep. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you That's how do you maintain? Or how do you keep your money? Not trying to pocket watch, but you know what I mean. No, 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 no. I know. Um, 
basically I just watch my spending, mm-hmm. you know, just watch my spending, put myself on a budget, pay myself every, uh, every month, put money aside for the mortgage, my bills and put money aside to have fun. Yeah. You know, buy what I want, you know, what do you like to buy? Um, I don't really buy nothing stupid. You know, sometimes you get bored and you want to buy random yeah. shit. I like to buy. I like to buy clothes. Mm-hmm. I like to buy guns. I go out and shoot with my homeboy sometimes in Open Chobe. Mm-hmm. It's like little stuff like that. You know. I feel that. Yeah, I spend money on mostly food. I feel like I feel like all my money goes to like food, Starbucks. I was just about to say. I was just about to say that's that's mostly where my money goes to is food. Yeah. Do you invest basically like, in stocks or are you planning on doing like real estate, mm. something like that later on in the line or if I invest my money, it'll be in real estate. I don't really I don't really believe in stocks. Mm-hmm. Unless you put in a whole bunch of money in it. If you put in if you buy like a ten dollar stock, I feel like you're just wasting <laughs> your time. That's just me. Yeah. Would you want real estate in yeah. Broward or South Florida? Or? I would. I would want it in South Florida or up in Atlanta. I was looking up in Atlanta like too. Commercial or just rental properties? Not uh, rental properties for now. Okay. Yeah. And then when you're juggling all these different ventures you're doing, how does your schedule work? Well, if you got all these businesses, you gotta hire an assistant or yeah. a manager. Basically, if you if you're if you're gonna rental properties, you have to get um property what is manager? it called? Property manager. You have to. You can't do everything yeah. yourself. So you have a manager right now, and or an assistant? No, I have a manager or an assistant, and I'm doing everything. So, but I do got employees for all three businesses, or just for the uh, catering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, what type of employees do you have? Yeah. I'm just like warehouse workers. Oh, you have a warehouse. Oh, yeah. Where at? Coral Springs. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. Like how much employees do you have under you at the moment? About three. Okay. And they do all the manufacturing, or is that outsourced elsewhere? They do. You know, they do the cutting. The shipping and packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't do like the, I don't know how to explain it. Like you said you bought yarn before. Like the email. Yeah. We, yeah, we also do that. Okay. Also go pick up the fabric and everything like that. Cut, ship. So what's your volume at now for Lurex? Like how much sales like, or just volume are you getting now? How much sales I get a month or we can do monthly, yeah. For Lou Rags. Monthly I'll probably range around maybe close to a thousand sales okay. a month for Lou Rags. The volume is really steady. I'm trying to make more, but I'm trying to figure that out right now. Recently just hired a new SMS team, so they're gonna help me okay. out. See if we could um generate some more income monthly. And what about for Legacy Rock? Legacy Rocks is like at a standstill right now. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to learn the clothing brand. Yeah, you know, learn the designs and everything like that. Yeah, it's so tough. Legacy Rocks is something that I'm working on, and it's gonna take a little while. Mm-hmm. But you, 
Yeah, I'm still working but on that. But that's like your true passion, though. Like that clothing brand is what you want to pop off. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my true yeah. passion. Clothing. What do you have? Like what clothing. advice do you have for anybody trying to start a business? And do you think it's for everybody? Business is not for everybody. No, not a lot of people are business minded. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom isn't business minded. I have to teach her little things mm-hmm. like how not to mix business with personal. If somebody talks to you rude, don't flash out on them. It's just yeah. business. Still be professional. But she slowly turned into the business minded type person, yeah. you know. But no, business is not for everybody. Um. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Especially when, when Black Friday comes and Christmas and the holidays, really stressful. And then when tax time comes, that's I think that's the most stressful yeah. part of running a business. Like, but my advice is just, just do something you love and don't look at the money when you first start. Okay. You know I mean? Just do something you like to do, like something you enjoy to do. That's what I would say. Okay. Not for everybody. So were you pissed off when everyone kept making an LLC? Not pissed off, but were you like, all right. <laughs> Cause I know it's a trend. When was it? 2020? Everyone yeah. was. I think know, 2020. I think I had an LLC too for coffee. Went terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had an LLC for yeah, coffee? Yeah, I had a coffee brand. And uh had a mm. partner. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was just it just wasn't the time. See, that's a mistake people make. Like, as soon as they think of a business idea, they gonna get an LLC. Yep. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the proper way to do it. I think you should get everything first. Wait till you generate a decent amount of money, and then you get an LLC. Because some people make the LLC, then they change their mind. Oh, I don't like this name. Oh, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. no more. And you wasted all your money. You wasted one hundred and seventy whatever yeah. dollars. So my advice is to wait till you generate, you know, a decent amount of money until you really decide, you know, this is really what I want to do. Then get the LLC. Yeah, that's my biggest mistake. I think the moment I saw our logo, I was like, I'm done. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we kept yeah. remaking the logo designs and the name. I just hated everything about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to run it back, though. Yeah. Maybe couple of years yeah. but like i want to roast it myself mm-hmm. that was a problem too quality control of my coffee mm-hmm. i'm kind of like bougie i like to roast it not roast it myself but grind it every morning mm-hmm. before i brew it mm-hmm. get cold beans from a local uh roaster but i was getting it from like a mm-hmm. you know some random spot where i can't like quality control the beans and god forbid it goes somewhere mm-hmm. and someone hates it i would feel terrible but yeah, maybe maybe a couple of years from now, if my uh, podcast blows up, I'll start a coffee business. Coffee business, yeah. Black owned coffee. That's all good. Do you want me to call it that? You can if you want. I don't know if that name's taken, but do you want to go half can. on it, like you know, fifty fifty? Um, I think my pockets are filled with businesses right now. Maybe in the future, I would take that off. I don't believe you for but sure. It's fine, dude. <laughs> hey you never know yeah but yeah that's all i have um i really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be my first uh-huh. guest in america well first guest while i'm in oh america. really so are you in yes that was a huge moment and your episode seven good number so 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Where can our viewers? I appreciate you yeah, for having me. Where can our viewers find you? Your multiple businesses. You can just name them all. Mm-hmm. You can find me on IG at L U E S M S, and all my businesses are in the bio. You can't miss them. Okay. All right. Well, nice having you. Thank you. I appreciate it.